SMQBs episode 103. We're wrapping up the NBA All-Star Game, including the dunk contest. Uh, talking about the NBA playoff push that's coming up. We got a detailed look at both the East and the West. It's the final four of the Girl Scout Cookie Challenge. Check that out. Very, very controversial ending today. To that, a Ted Lasso moment, a punchable face of the week, and a poor one out. Check it out. Leave us five stars. Thanks for the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people. My hands are roof, dancing on the ceiling on the people. I got people on the dancing on the people. I got people. SMQB's episode 103. Who held seven American track records from 2,000 to 10,000 meters when he died in a 1975 car crash? Frank Shorter. No. But he held As, it for what? He had American seven track records from the 2,000 to 10,000 meters. Steve Prefontaine. Hope for the win. Yes. Wait, what, is, what is that movie again with him? Uh, within Limits or something like that. Yeah. All right. So that was a good one. Okay. Here's another. Here's another one. Uh, this is pretty easy, I think. What did that have to do with 103? Nothing. It was just oh. a little trivia for you. Um, but this one is okay. So according to rule number one of the official NBA rule book, what are the dimensions? Of an NBA basketball court. Wow. Just give me length and width. Shit, you guys all bagged on the rule book thing. I when I learned this in high school. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with 50 feet wide and 200 feet long. I mean, I, I used to do suicides on a basketball court. I can't tell you it was it was too long. That was probably 50 years ago you were doing suicides on a basketball court. <laughs> I'd I mean, like they, probably to see still, that. they still had wicker baskets uh, that they were using at that point. <laughs> the last time you were at a suicide. No, actually, House, um, really funny because um, you were dead on right with the width, but you have no fucking clue about the length at all. It's The, the official dimensions are 94 feet by 50 feet. Yeah, right. 200 feet is two-thirds of a football field. Yeah, that's yeah that, long. That, that would be that's a long half-court shot. So, uh, <laughs> But if you go in, it's actually very interesting. Um, rule number one, um, there's, a, there's a diagram that's part of the rule book that lays out everything. All of the stripes uh, are two inches. Like, all the stripes on a quarter are exactly two inches. Um, there's four hash marks that are two inches wide perpendicular to the sideline on each side of the court and 28 feet from the basket. There's, other, I mean, it's really very, very detailed. Like every line on there means something very detailed. Um, so anyway, uh, how's everybody doing this week? Happy All London. Right. House. Right. How's house again. doing? Good Lord. Yeah. House. Um, the bender is over the long Prodigious. Prodigious partier that we have among us. My yeah. goodness. He's got a lump sticking out where his liver it rests. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing we didn't record live the last couple of days. How was how was Bacchus? Bacchus is amazing. I mean, first of all, the nighttime parades are so awesome because they're all lit up, but they're they're like they're double wide and then double high. It's just great. You've been there for Bacchus, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we awesome. need a SMQB uh, Mardi Gras uh, road trip. That would be fun. That would be fun. We might Dangerous. not survive. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I have to say, looking at some of those pictures, I, I'm not sure I could survive. Well, what you need to do is we need to get a balcony, and the and where the parade route is, and then we don't have to worry about dealing with people below. I was going to get my ep, uh, episode 100 SMQB tattoo in New Orleans, but Rooster said I should not do that while I'm drunk. So. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure where you want to do that. I mean, in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, I'm not sure that's that's exactly yeah, the spot. Some... I was waiting for the big reveal house that you would have it like on your flank that you did it when you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've been um, we've been warned that we have entered 
the doldrums of the sports season now that we are post Super Bowl. But I think this is where, you know, this is an important time for sports fans. This is where you got to get your focus back. Um, pitchers and catchers have reported already. We'll, we'll certainly be talking about baseball in the coming weeks. Uh, and we had the uh, NBA and NHL All-Star events recently, and we're now getting towards the, the playoff pushes in those two, and golf is heating up a little bit. So there's actually a lot to talk about. Um, and we're not talking NCAA hoops this year, which is great. Yes, I, we I appreciate are. that. Yeah. <laughs> We have to focus on the, one of the greatest downfalls of an NBA NCAA finalist ever. Wow. A number we're one getting, ranked team earlier in the season. Yeah, Not going to make the We are getting March extremely Madness. close to having that talk house. house. Not quite there yet. Get very close. Where does Lunardi have UNC right now? In or out? First, out. first out. They're out. out. They're uh, last four out, I think. Last four out, yeah. They're not a tournament team right now. I mean, you know. They could go on a run. They have the talent, but I'm not expecting it. There's a rumor that it's because of a love triangle. Have you yeah, heard that, that one? Yes, of course. That's what spelled. What is yeah. that? Uh, Caleb Love and uh, what? And what's the other backcourt guy, dude? R.J. Davis and yeah. R.J. Davis's girlfriend, Caleb, oh. and that's that's someone, the Dukey. Someone, the Dukey Mr. someone was Mister Steal Your Girl. Yeah, oh, no, the, Ooh, the Dukies started that. That has not nothing good. to do with anything. Not good. The Duke Duke running a misinformation campaign to bring down yeah. North Carolina hey, basketball. They they're succeeded. Whatever they did, it worked. Yeah, I mean they're smart <laughs> enough to probably to have the propaganda. They have a bunch of Facebook bots spreading stories online. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they've gone so hard after Coach K on SMQBs, Pope. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, fuck Duke. They're not going to do very well. They're they're barely going to make the tournament themselves. The retaliation has just begun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the, the curse think, of Coach K. I think North Peter, Carolina will never recover. Peter Krause is engineering some kind of misinformation, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump into a little NBA this week, guys. Um, so we, we just had the All-Star game. Uh Rooster Pope House, what do you guys, where do we want to start with the NBA? Should we talk about the All-Star? Let's talk about the weekend first and then go into a little sort of preview of the second half. Make sure. it a very, make it a very, very short thing about the All-Star game because joke. We'll, get to, we'll get to it later, but it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Um, I mean, whatever. There's no defense. Uh, there has been. It's it's just kind of silly. I don't really know who it's for. I think the biggest thing of the All-Star weekend, as it always is, is the contest. I think Dame winning the three-point uh, contest and Mac McClung, who's probably, I don't know, an inch or two taller than me and <laughs> uh, similar pigment, won the NBA All-Star dunk contest, and he probably could have done it with 450s. I mean – one the only one he didn't get a 50 on was a 49.8 and the dunks were spectacular and some people are saying he saved the nba dunk contest they really were did you guys see all did you see the dunks highlights yeah highlights i, I don't know how he did the one we jumped over two people yeah. hit the ball on the backboard and then still dunked it yeah come on Matt, like, like is he, when is Kobe he ever jumped gonna, the car is he ever going to see the court, though, in the regular NBA game? No, he's played two NBA games. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just came up from the G League. G League. Until midway through the All-Star week, when the Sixers signed him to a two-way contract, he was officially going to be in as a Delaware Blue Coat, which is a G League team. <laughs> like, he, he just basically was able to put on that Sixers jersey a day or two before, because otherwise he would have been in the contest as a Delaware Blue Coat. Now you need to have him on the end of the bench as a mascot so he can go do fantastic dunks at halftime. Mac, yeah. Mac McClung can just go right ahead and fuck himself as far as I'm concerned. This is the perfect event for him. All he ever cared about in basketball is dunking dunking it. That's it. He's a dunker. That's it. He has no loyalty. He's trash. He can just go fuck himself. Why'd you let him slip away? Whose fault Hoya, is that? Hoya sack the bitches. Because he's just, he's just, I don't know. He didn't get, couldn't dunk enough or something. So fuck that guy. 
Anyway. Send him right. Wow. Send him right back to the G League, back to the fucking hole that he crawled out of. Uh, one, I, eight uh, minutes. Fire. Of, eight Matt, minutes of. Mac McClung's, Mac so much McClung's. for that feel good story, motherfucker. Well, what? <laughs> yeah, fuck well, Mac, uh, Mac McClung is a great quarterback. Preachers aren't going to be listening to you very long. <laughs> <laughs> Mac McClung's a great dunker. Dame Lillard's a great shooter. Jason Tatum can really score. And Nikola Jokic is a joke in a speed up game where it's just fast break fun. And that's the All Star update. Well. It'll- What's so stupid is it's fucking shirts and skins now. It's it's like, you know, pick you have two stars, pick their teams. Yeah. I mean, whatever happened to conference loyalty? I mean, th- if there was ever any kind of interest in the all-star game, it was when you had conference loyalty and the players you followed. Now it's like, you know, team LeBron versus team Giannis. Who cares? I thought that's what I said last year and you all disagreed with me. thought this I was didn't. a great idea. I, I, the only thing I said last year we could run it back still the case this year is that the kids like it i mean us old heads don't like it but the kids do like this format um i did not know this that did you know that this is the first since they switched this format this is the first time team lebron has lost an all-star game and he got hurt too didn't he yeah hand can hurt his hand dunking you yeah. hurt his wrist trying he, to block a shot he blocked he hit the rim with trying to yeah. b- block a shot Anyway, let's, well, let's yeah. move on to the That's how to get because the All-Star game is stupid. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, Rooster, talk to us a little bit about what to look for in the East. As we well, we only have, career. you know, like 20, 22 games left in the season. Yeah, um, 22 or 23, I think. And, yeah. you know, the East is, is reminding me of sort of like the uh, NFL East, the the NFC East, the resurgence of the East is is remarkable. They A few years ago, the, the East was sort of a joke compared to the West. And now of the top five teams, uh, best five records, four of them are in the East. Uh, the Celtics have the best record. Um, but of late, I would say that the best team in the league right now is maybe the Bucks. They're 10-0 and 0 in their last 10 games. And one twelve in a row. One twelve in a row, yeah. And and Giannis is you know pouring in like thirty two points a game. If I'm the if I'm the Nuggets, if people are saying the Nuggets are the number one team in the West, I don't want to see the Bucks or the Sixers because as you saw as you were commenting, House, Jokic can't play uh, a fast paced game and he can't guard Embiid or or Giannis. He just can't do it. He's he should be rooting for the Celtics to go all the way because at least he could guard Rob Williams. If if Rob Williams is even healthy, um, but there's no way he he can hang in there with Embiid or Giannis. So we in the East we've got the we've got four teams that are looking elite right now: the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Cavs. Remarkably, uh, are 38 and 23. Um, they've got Donovan Mitchell now in the backcourt um, with Garland. And the and a hell of a defense with the twin towers, Mobley and Allen. They're 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 a, a legit team. Um, I and, they, I, and I, they, there's I, a buyout of Kevin Love's contract now, right? So, yeah, he's he's gone. He's on the Heat. He signed with the Heat did, today. Did he sign the Heat today? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, remarkably, so those are the top four elites in the East, I think. And then you've got you know other teams trying to get those last three spots, and it looks like currently the leaders of the pack and that in that group of teams are the nets the knicks and the heat who now who now have kevin love the nets are playing better than they did with superstars on their team right now um it's it's interesting um they're 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 pretty coherent they've got a lot of good players but not great players um and like uh has has come alive and Michael Mikhail Bridges, they they look really good. Um, and the Knicks have come alive too. Brunson has, I think, was snubbed by not being selected for the uh, All Star bench, off. and he scored, you know, 38, 40 points a game recently. Um, the, the next problem is they have absolutely no shooting guards, and I think R.J. Barrett has taken a huge step backwards this season. Um, which is unfortunate because Randall is back in form and Brunson's playing great. But once you get past those two, there's not a whole lot to uh, be excited about on the Knicks. 
Um, I'm not really sure what I think about the heat right now. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Imagine if they if your Sixers had held on to Jimmy B. Oof, oof. That would be a powerful lineup. It's too, it's a shame that it didn't work out. So that's how I see. I mean, you've got two teams actively tanking for Victor Wembenyama, uh, who's that seven foot four center out of France, um, probably the best prospect in over a decade. Um, since LeBron, looked, most yeah, are saying since LeBron. Yeah, it wow, looks like pretty heady. Looks yeah. like the Hornets and the Pistons do not intend to win another game. Um, in the West, Pope, the Spurs haven't won in 2023. They haven't won a game in 2023. They're 0-0 for their last 10, I think. The Spurs have the yeah. art of tanking down. Uh, if you'll remember, I mean, that that's how they ended up getting uh, Tim Duncan. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And somehow they have one more win than the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Who also so, suck. So, so one of these teams is going to wind up with two or three superstars on rookie contracts. You know, I mean, you've got Cade Cunningham. Uh, didn't he's only played twelve games this year for the uh, for the Pistons, but they could get him, and they already have two or three decent young guys. The Rockets are stacked with young guys. Who coaches that team? I forget. Is it Bickerstaff and Picks? Oh God! Yeah, but they can't play together. They're the worst coach team. I I've watched a couple of Rockets games this year, and they they don't know how to run an offense at all. It's just one on five, one on five, one on five. It's uh, Silas. They're they're terrible. Steven Silas is the head coach. The Jabari Smith is making the Magic's decision to take Poncho or Paolo number one look really good because Jabari Smith can't shoot. And and everyone just drives to the hoop on that team. So, so I think the the East is uh, is is the much really? stronger division this year. And I I, I see the interesting Celtics, really the Bucks, and the Sixers race, really being the top top three. You know, yeah, just a three team horse race. Before we go over to the West, I I feel like every year we see in the NBA like that missing piece that is critical to these teams. And I think for the Celtics, the Malcolm Brogdon signing was massive. He's such a smart player. He's, he's a perfect complement to Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, Brogdon was a great signing. He, he may be a missing piece for the Celtics. Keep your eye. I said at the, the, the trade deadline, keep your eye on the bench minutes and the playoff uh, toughness of Jay Crowder, who has an inside-outside game that the Bucks got him at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and if the the, the Sixers um, playoff run this year will not go depending upon Embiid, because you know what you get with Embiid, you get thirty and ten every night. It's it's this healthy Harden who's turned back the clock like ten years. Yep, he's leading the NBA in assists. And I don't, I don't think last year we saw a healthy Harden. So I, I think those are the guys that are driving. I still think the the Cavs are a year away. Donovan Mitchell's unbelievable, uh, and they could surprise in a round or two. But I, I think it's going to come down to Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and and one of those missing pieces. I think is going to push it. The uh, to your point about the Celtics, their their only problem is they're they're hurt. They they've got the right. best record in the league. With Marcus Smart hurt, uh, Jalen Brown hurt, and Rob Williams hurt, and and also um, <clears throat> the, his backup, the, who's that guy from uh, um, from uh, Florida, University of Florida? Which, oh, where's Milk when you need him? Yeah, <clears throat> you guys. Know I mean, the, center, you know the, the backup center on the Celtics. He's oh, hurt. Yeah, yeah. The the amazing thing also about the Celtics, which we haven't even talked about is all this is done with a substitute coach this year. Yeah. I mean, it, the whole thing, yeah. we we were like frowning Udoka last year as one yeah. of the best new coaches yeah, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. This and guy's was, more than stepped up. Yeah. This, this, what the Celtics have, I think, above the other three powerhouse teams in the East is they don't have any glaring hole in their lineup. The Bucks right. are starting Grayson Allen. 
You know, the Celtics don't have that kind of a weak link. Yeah. The, the Sixers are, are, you know, they may be starting Tucker at power forward in some, in some games in the playoffs. Yeah. You never know what you're getting with him, but he's, what is he? 40 something years old. Um, you were talking about Horford on the Celtics. I forgot. Horford. Yeah. yeah. Horford. Horford. Um, <clears throat> so, so, you know, the Celtics don't have that. The Cavs also don't have that. They may be a year away just because of the experience, but they're, they're a pretty stacked lineup. They've got um, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Lavert, Mobley, and uh, Allen. All solid guys. I mean, there's not a hole in that lineup. Sort no. of like, you know, sort of like the Suns, I think, now. I would be nervous of playing the Heat in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting to see where they, where they end up. They'll be, they'll be a tough out. Yeah. Just looking at the roster. It's, uh, yeah, it's, <clears throat> I'd be a little worried about them. Well, you guys, De- move their defense is outstanding this year. Well, Pope, do you agree that East beats West this year? Uh, at the top? Yes. Now, are we talking about like, do I think the East is going to win? the NBA finals this year. I'm not going to concede that at all. I mean, I'm not convinced, you know, you look at, you look at the West Denver is running away with it. They're going to be the one seed unless they collapse, which isn't going to happen. They've, they've, uh, they're seven and three and they're still rolling. The biggest question for Denver is their health though. You know, Jamal Murray got hurt last year and that killed him. Um, but even at full strength though, you know, let's, let's, First of all, let's assume that Sacramento drops. Yeah, I, I was going to say, what, yeah, what are they doing how, there? There's no way they hang on to that. Yeah, that I don't see how they're going to. I mean, they may drop to six, seven, or lower, and but with the you know really good team starting to to kick it in. I mean, it, you look for uh, in the West. You look at the rosters. You've got some amazing you know lineups with three superstars that are coalescing. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but did you see who signed or is getting ready to sign Russell Westbrook? Yeah, that's, that's dumb. God, the that's Clips. Awful. The Clippers. Yeah, but mm. uh, why would that why would still, why would you think that's a good idea? He's still talented. He he's is. Still, he's Westbrook? still he yeah, still he thinks he should take up the last it. shot of every game and he can't shoot. He still thinks he should put his head down and drive to the hoop when better players are wide open. He's 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 terrible. Liability. Yeah. We'll see. He we'll makes see. I mean worse. With PG and Kawhi, they have a strong uh, chemistry locker room. And, you know, I think Russ is running out of his opportunities. Uh, he he could definitely help uh, when those guys are sitting, put the ball in the basket. He's still. Wait, 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 wait. With Kawhi, they have a strong locker room. <laughs> he might be the most selfish NBA player in the entire league. I think it's the opposite. I think I think you're you're throwing gasoline into a into a fire there. And they've been playing great lately too. Kawhi is actually healthy again, right? And for 16 or so straight games, he's played like one of the top three to five players in the league again. So I don't know why you want to mess with that. Yeah, I just feel but, like if if Russ were ever capable of deflating his ego enough to come off the bench and play eight to 10 solid minutes of point guard play, you know, he, he could be a helpful piece, but if if you're, st- if you're putting this guy in a starting lineup and running the offense through him, it's a disaster waiting to happen. I, agree. I don't think that's yeah. the intent. I don't think they're going to start him there. Well, they already, they just signed a couple of backup point guards a week or two ago. This guy bones Highland and one other guy. Eric Gordon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah Gordon, that? Yeah. Well, they're trying to get a lineup they, they like. The, uh, go ahead, Pope. No, I was going to say, I mean, uh, gold, you've got everything's bunched up in the West. After Denver, you know, you got Memphis, and uh, we, we saw Memphis last year in the playoffs, and, and beyond, uh, beyond Ja uh, and Desmond Bain, I mean, they, they struggle. Um, I'm not sure I like them in a playoff series, even in the first round. Uh, they they need more help for Ja. I just don't know if it's coming in time. Yep. They're going in the wrong direction, too. I think they're like four they're, and nine in their last yeah, 13 games. All right. They're four and six in the last 10. Uh, but but all of the West teams, though, are like five and five, four and six, six and four going into the all-star break. 
Um, and it, you just have uh, it's like a, a collision of cars all lined up against, you know, crashing into yeah. each other. You got you know, that the clips uh, or one game, one and a half or one half game ahead of Phoenix. That's one game ahead of Dallas. That's a half game ahead of New Orleans and a half game ahead of Minnesota. Well, there's and one game ahead of Golden State. So there's four and a half. Six teams. There's, there's four and a half games that separate three through 12. Right. So unlike the East, where the cream is is risen to the top, and we all sort of think the top teams are where they belong, mm-hmm. you you got to look down the current standings a little bit yep. to start picking the best teams in the West. The, you know the what? story is the Suns, I think, that KD hasn't stepped foot on the court for them yet. He will. He will. I mean, no, I know, I mean, but I, when I, he I does, think, who's going to beat that team? Right. Well, I mean, I think the fact that we're talking about the West really without – Focusing on the new look Suns and the new look Mavs, I'm pretty sure they're going to end. Both of them are going to end up in the top three. No, right? don't, don't you think, no. Pope? No, 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 no. Nobody's going to. Uh, none of them are going to unseat Memphis. Oh, yeah. um, I, I see. I see the Suns at the three seed. Uh, maybe the Mavs at four, but you know the Clips and the Mavs are going to be right there. I think four, five, five, four doesn't matter. Uh, there's just not enough games left. Um, but here's here who's. Who have we not talked about? This this reminds me of our talk. The Pel- the Pelicans, the T Wolves, no the Warriors, State, the, the Golden champion. State Warriors, defending yeah. NBA champions. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of of the Carolina situation. They have way underperformed. Injuries you would expect them to, and you yeah. keep waiting. Yeah, they're, they're but you keep waiting for them to kick it in, and they keep losing games. Well, the injury bug has hit them hard. Yeah, and they can't play defense this year either. But what, I mean, what's we, Curry's status? Think, what is Curry's health status? I think he's out a couple, at least a couple Another more, three weeks. or four weeks. I think. Pope, why do you think that the Suns, with a, with that lineup with KD and Booker and Paul and Aiton, can't catch the Grizzlies, which can't seem to win a game recently? Uh, four and a half games is a lot. They'd have to the Memphis would have to play five hundred ball, and Phoenix would probably have to play you know seven fifty eight hundred ball, but. The thing about Phoenix, I'm not sold completely on him yet, is we saw last year Chris Paul broke down in the Mavs series. Right. And, and you know, are we going to depend on – are they depending on Chris Paul to be their playmaker? I mean, Booker is is a phenomenal talent, but he's a two. He's not a one. Uh, so, I mean, are there going to be periods of time when – when Phoenix struggles because Chris Paul is struggling? I, I, don't, I don't know. I just I – need, I need to wait – and see how that chemistry looks and how they start performing when they're all together, assuming that happens in the next couple of weeks before I'm going to tell you whether I think they'll catch Memphis right now. I say, no, they're too far behind, but, but they will be, th- I think they will be the three seed. And so it doesn't matter. They'll play Memphis in, you know, seven game series, uh, second round, assuming they both get past the first round. Um, and the, you know, we didn't talk about the Lakers. LeBron is talking about how these next few games are some of the most important in his career. I mean, he clearly uh, sees that they're not a team that's made for the playoffs. Um, and you got Utah and Portland well, that are they made some they made some pretty big moves though. The Lakers. I mean, bringing D'Angelo Russell in is I don't I don't think that should be poo pooed in the trade deadline mix. Adding him to the Lakers. Well, they're only two games behind Oklahoma City, so you think they could catch them if they start playing well? Yeah, they've, I mean they've they've got a new team again. You know, they brought Rui Hachimura in. I mean, they they added a lot of pieces uh, in LA. the The biggest question is is I don't know as, as much in the East as the West, but in the West, who's going to avoid the play in tournament? You know, the whoever's going to be in seven right now, it's the Pelicans. Uh, but they're tied with Minnesota at eight, and then Golden State half game behind, and then another half game is Oklahoma City. Who who is going to avoid? Who's going to come out of that f- group of four and get out of the play-in tournament? Because they're going to have to knock somebody out. Most likely would be Sacramento, but they would really have to go on a losing streak at some point. I just don't think those those are going to matter much. I mean, I the the only one that gets really interesting with the play-in is if Golden State's part of it and all of a sudden gets healthy and surprises somebody after that 
Um, the, the the entire West second, well, not second half, the remaining 22 games or whatever comes down to health. How healthy is KD? How healthy is Steph Curry? Kawhi. How, how healthy is Kawhi? How healthy are the Nuggets? Why, why are you worried about, why are you not worried about the Pelicans at all? Uh, maybe that wasn't the right way of saying it. You don't you don't think they're a threat to anybody, really? Zion's, Zion's, Zion's hurt, hurt again. Zion's, Zion's he's always hurt. Yeah, Big but he's, shock there, right? He's out is he out there? He's out for is like he? three weeks, yeah. I think he's got another week or two to go. Um, Can't depend on him anyway when he comes back. Like I said, health is, health is what's going to determine these teams' futures in the playoffs. Um, I th- I think because Golden State is hurt and because the Suns and Mavs are still kind of gelling their team together, this could be the year that the Nuggets get there, that, that they get over the hump and they, they get all the way to the finals. Well, like I say, if they do, they I don't think they can stay on the court with Embiid or Giannis, so they better right. hope, hope it's the Celtics. Well, that's what I think it's going to be. Unfortunately, can't stand the Celtics, but I think I think they're the cream. I really do think they're the cream of the East. Yeah, they play such good team basketball. All right, must see games. Must see games will be Dallas and Phoenix in the second, you know, second half or the last twenty-three games or so. Really have like you, have you seen any games where they've been on the court together, Pope? Who, uh, Luca and Kyrie? Yeah, yeah, they're zero and two. Really? I thought they. Yeah. Oh, the first one, Luca didn't play. The first two games Kyrie played, they won. Luca did not play. The third yeah. game, Luca played, Kyrie played, and they lost in overtime. Wow. The second game they played together, Kyrie had twenty six points in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't hit a three at the buzzer to send it to overtime. They get. Do, uh, do you know T-boys. what the name? You know what the names Luca and Kyrie have in common? No D. <laughs> no D and big D. Is that your wow. conclusion? That's my conclusion. Wow. How long have you been waiting to use that? Just it just came to me. By <laughs> <some>. <laughs> All right. Anything else on uh on NBA? All this NBA talk is making me hungry for a cookie. Oh boy. <laughs> oh well, we are we are here then. We are at the official. Um, the wrap up of the Girl Scout cookie challenge. No, it's the final four. This is not the final four. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna push it another week. We want to push the championship one more week. Absolutely. Okay, come on. This is this is the only final four Pope is gonna make this year. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well played, house. (laughs) All right, okay, so we'll just get through the final four this this week and we'll set up a championship. Um it's going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. All right. So, well, first matchup is uh, we'll go we'll go one four. It's Tagalongs versus the Adventurefuls. That's right. And just just to remind everyone, because the Adventurefuls comes out of that small conference um, that most people haven't heard of. They're sort of like the St. Peter's of of this year. Mid major. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're a, uh, Adventurefuls are an indulgent brownie inspired cookie topped with caramel flavor. Creme with a hint of sea salt. All right, say don't, don't say anything else. I'm going to mute and eat one. That's the Mount St. Mary's of cookies. Caramel, caramel flavor, but not caramel. Is that what that says? I felt like that bite was too quick, Pope. At least he's chewing with his mouth closed. I mean, this yeah. is riveting. How's it taste on video? This is this is a really good radio right here. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, this is the <laughs> screenshot I need to get. We're yeah, we're not listening to Pope Chew. We're yeah, we're not listening to Pope Chew. All right, so all right, Adventurefuls taking Wait. on. What does it taste like, Pope? I mean, what, so what, Adventurefuls. Oh, well, I went ahead and had the. What are the tagalongs, Chris? Read that. Well, tagalongs are are legendary. They're a crispy cookie layered with peanut butter and covered with a chocolatey coating. So I mean, that's that's the one seed. Yeah. Chocolate right. and peanut butter in a they're cookie. The, they're I mean, the one seat for a reason. They well, are the one seat for a reason. That's right. But, but I feel like you you chewed on the adventurefuls and you like you weren't moved by it. Like no reaction. No, no reaction. In fact, yeah. it looked like you were a little. No, thirsty. I was. I was not trying to reveal my uh, my thoughts. So, <laughs> I am not a big peanut butter cookie guy. Let me just say that, and it it prejudices my view 
uh, of tagalongs because it's too peanut buttery for me. Therefore, I do, we only have one vote. So you have, yeah, you have yeah, of course, completely eliminated from any credibility if you're not a right. peanut butter guy. So right. right, well, no, but the brownie inspired cookie with the caramel and the hint of sea salt, Adventurefuls, I thought was more tasty than the tagalong. So I would vote for Adventurefuls over tagalongs. Really, Can, should that would be my vote. The, we should probably tell the listener that this is the same guy who in our blind bourbon tasting uh, event picked a rum. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's his favorite bourbon. (laughs) Wait, let me, let me ask. It's pretty tasty. Just just for the listeners. Did did you eat a full cookie of each of them? No. Would you prefer me to eat a full cookie? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I just Please feel like your palate rinse with milk yeah, in between. Sliding the tag well, along, man. Well, I have, right. I have coffee rinse. Uh. Mm. Okay, would you prefer me to go back off and eat a full cookie? Yeah, did sure, you, you do that? No, 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 back. no, no. Yeah, let's vote. vote. Let's vote. Well, we vote. Yeah, Rooster, what do you got? Yeah, just keep eating tagalongs. Yeah. There we go. House. House. <laughs> I I don't want to vote till he eats the whole box, but if I have to, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the tagalongs. <laughs> I'm going tagalongs too, and we're sending the tagalongs into the finals. The one seed holds form. I cannot believe we did this with the two and the three seed. I, I what were you thinking? What do you mean? One of the thin mints in the Samoas is going to be knocked out right now. Yeah, sure it is. Mm. Oh my god. That's because Tagalongs are the champion. Tagalongs are the one. My champion know. is Adventureful still. Just wow. sorry, sorry to Lee Hoffman. Yeah. Well, you never know. The Thinmans could get there. I mean, they just got to get through this round. Mm-hmm. So we've got the uh, Samoas versus Thinmans, and I mean, the obviously look at that. Look at that beautiful it. cookie. They need no introduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Samoa, which by the way is um, referred to now by many as a caramel delight. Uh, is a crisp cookie with caramel, coconut, and chocolatey stripes. And, um, of course, the Thin Mint is the legendary crisp chocolate cookie dipped in a delicious mint chocolatey coating. By the way, I'm very curious about the language on the website of chocolatey. It's not a chocolate coating. So are we going with there's actually no chocolate involved in any of these cookies? I don't understand why we got politically correct about the Samoans and we're still hurting (laughs) about the fat people. I mean, come on, like, (laughs) like you can still call it Thin Mints, but. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just telling you. Not Fat Mints. (laughs) (laughs) Not Fat Mints, right? What what uh, is the Samoa Listen, going I'm down? I'm just going to say what is on the mind of 90% of our listeners. Samoans are like the crack of cookies. And oh, they're yeah. just there's just no other one that even belongs in this race with them. Was wow. the Thinman was you the can't Thinman? put you can't put those things down. You can't stop eating them. Pope, right, was the Thinman so ate eaten at room Pope's, temperature Pope's or had, cold? Pope's had 15 cookies by since we started this yeah, conversation. Yeah, Pope just wanted to do a food coma. <laughs> yeah. Mm, cookie. Thin <laughs> All right, Rooster. So I guess we got your vote. You're first. You're for Samoas. Yeah. Uh, House? Nailed it. It's crack. I, I'm voting for the crack Samoas. Pope? You guys suck. I grew up on Thin Mets. Whether it's in the freezer, room temperature, whatever. I mean, and I don't know, like coconut. So there you have it. Then mints all the way, baby. Well, we got a problem. Uh oh. You're going to vote them out. Uh-oh. We got to leave this to the listeners. Nope. I'm putting thin mints. I'm, I'm going with thin mints. We got a 2 2 tie. Oh, yeah, it's got to go to the listeners. And now I'm going uh, to milk. milk. I'm going to milk. Milk weighs them. 130 pounds and has never eaten a cookie in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wait, asking do you have him an right answer now. for milk? I'm asking him. Let's see. Let's see if he gets back to us. All is right. He, is he trying to drive? We don't want Why? to mean cookies or uh, trying to text and drive. He'll get back to us. If not. All right. If not, I don't know what to do. Well, we did have some. Uh, uh, on my Facebook page, we had some comments. I, I couldn't tell if it was more Samoas or Thin Mints. It was pretty close. Well, I'm stressing think, the importance of milk right we now. Get, hopefully, we get an answer from. So we're in. 
So we're into overtime. Yeah, we're going to overtime. We're going to take right. a quick commercial break here. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a we'll get a vote. Uh, we'll get a vote in. Yeah, where's get, the where's the rule book now as to how to break a tie? <laughs> yeah, so much for your rules. Why don't you fuck yourself with Mac McClung? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, bison, bison. All right. Okay. Um, well, with that, House, I think you got a punchable face for us, right? Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. Morris, but tonight, don't call it a comeback. This is a very wide-ranging, punchable face. Oh, good. But I'm we'll delay a little bit while Milk responds. Yeah, because I can take it one at a time. But I'm I am punching all four major American sports leagues for the way they manage All Star games. I'm tired of it. I am tired of the All Star formats. None of them work anymore. We just saw a complete debacle with the NFL. They were playing goddamn flag football. They were playing flag football. The the NBA, as the, the coach of the Nuggets said, that was the worst basketball game ever played, ever. There was no defense. It's stupid. Um, it's not really a game. It's not a game. It's not even an exhibition. Um, it's not practice. Hockey's the same way. There's no ch- They're not actually playing the sport of it. And – Baseball, which is the closest it gets to an actual competition, anybody that's playing well because of like fairness and let's get everybody in the game like Little League, if if you had a pitcher who came in and threw three perfect innings, he's gone. Like anything that could really could happen good in the MLB All-Star game, they've wiped that away too. I just think All-Star games are stupid if it's about getting – like a financial bonus of some kind, fine. You can, let's just have the writer say, yes, you would be in the equivalent of this. But other than that, do the players really want to be in it? Did that little bastard just vote for Thin Mints? Fuck you, Milk. Just just, just you wait. We're, we're in the middle of the house. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We do have a victor, though. We do have a, we do have a winner. But, House, I, I, I hear you. I think baseball is still pretty good. And the reason baseball is good is because you get those one-on-one pitcher versus hitter matchups, right? You get to see the best pitchers square off against the best hitters in the game for for nine innings. That's what makes baseball still interesting, I think, right? Um, Now, it was more interesting when the National League and American League didn't play play each other, and it was the only time you got to see, um, you know, somebody – uh, square off against against you know another guy. So that was more interesting. Interleague play has sort of taken away a little bit of that uh, that uniqueness. But I mean, what's the answer? Do you just cancel these games? I, I mean, if you want to have skills competitions, I still think people would turn on the TV to watch the skills competitions and then give these guys a bonus in their contract. I would still turn on the three point competition or the skills competition, or the dunk competition. I would definitely turn on the home run hitting contest. You know, I I don't know what they can do in football. I mean, you want to put a bunch of kickers out there and kick long field? I don't I don't know what you can the, do. The thing, though, is the three-point competition and the dunk competition is are not necessarily even... Um, well, that's um, true. They're not fielding all-stars. all-stars. That's true. Right. right. That's right. I, I'd rather have a skills competition of the best in that even if they're not all-stars and then say the actual all-star team is this. I, I just, I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but right now what the NBA has and particularly the <clears throat> NBA and NFL and NHL really are bad. And I agree. Baseball comes the closest to something being relevant as, as an all-star game, but I don't like it. And I'm definitely punching the NBA all-star game, but I'm punching all four leagues while I'm did at the, it. Uh, did the NBA do the first, first and second year? players all-star yes. game this year yes that's usually a little more competitive because they're you know they're looking at getting some endorsement money yeah right well what the comment was about mac mcclung is what what the nba figured out this year is actually 
pick the guys who are creative and can jump out of the building. Like, don't just put up big names because it's a big name and we think he can dunk. Like, actually pick the best dunkers and let them compete. Pick the best shooters and let them compete. Uh, the the game itself, the all-star game itself is stupid. That's my punch. All right. Any, any other broad punch? Any other punches? I think I'm going to have to punch milk. I'm going to punch milk. I'm punching milk because what milk you- coming through with the deciding vote and sending Samoas to the finals. Yeah. Yes, milk. Samoas milk all day, every day is what it is. Milk gets a God. punch too. All right. Milk, did people not tell you over the weekend to fuck off enough? Because if they didn't, yeah, fuck, fuck you, me. milk. Fuck off, milk. You guys can blame Bison for setting up these seedings in this way. This that should have been one versus two, should have been Samoas versus Thinmans at the end. This is what this is what the NCAA did last year by putting Duke versus UNC in the semifinal. Should have been the final. We did the same thing. I still think the tagalongs. Kansas where the tagalongs would argue. <laughs> tag, tag, tagalongs, yeah, tagalongs belong in the one line. Well, we're gonna find out. We got tagalongs versus Samoas. Great, we got so. peanut butter versus coconut. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're not like peanut butter is a personal problem. All right, uh, I think we got a uh, a lasso rooster. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Yeah, it's a quick one. Um, John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, uh, was in a restaurant in Florida earlier this week when uh, he noticed a woman was literally choking to death on a piece of shrimp that was lodged in her throat, and everyone around her could not figure out what to do. And he had taken a course, um, a safety course, and learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver and walked over and saved her life and uh, dislodged this piece of shrimp. And for his efforts, they gave him a free beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so lasso to John Schneider and a punch to the owner of that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They couldn't even pick up the meal. Huh? Right. Right. By, by the way, next week to keep up with our reality podcasting, Pope is going to do the Heimlich on a mannequin. So tune in for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hope's going to eat four boxes of cookies and then someone's going to Heimlich him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. All right. Anybody got anything else? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Good. Another we, one. We, we're no, oh, no, not a lasso. I, I okay. just, we're going to pour one out. Uh, we had a, we had a loss in the major league baseball family this week. Um, after 60 years in major league baseball, Tim McCarver, uh, gotta be, gotta be a favorite of Bison's in the catcher family. Um, Expos, Red Sox, Phillies, Cardinals, two World Series with the Cardinals. Um, how about in your lifetime being pretty much the personal catcher for Bob Gibson and Steve yeah. Carlton? Wow. How about, I mean, how about that? And I, I think everybody really enjoyed him in the broadcasting booth. The story I like hearing, and I, and I knew some about this because I mean, I was a little kid, but. I don't know how much it happens these days. Maybe maybe our our baseball expert Bison knows this, but like there was a time where some stud pitchers would have their own personal catcher. So Steve Carlton didn't didn't use Bob Boone or some he, his personal catcher was Tim McCarver, mm-hmm. who at that point of his career wasn't really what you would think of as a starting catcher. And the the story goes that you know most catchers they tell the pitcher what pitch is going to be called. And that's what the pitcher throws. And, you know, the, the catcher's the general there, but, but, but Steve Carlton was like a really, really strong headed person, really quirky, strong headed person. And he wanted to call the pitches from the mound. And there was probably very, very few personalities who could put up with something like that. And they just formed a very, very close bond. Uh, Tim McCarver was his personal catcher and got him to another Cy Young in 1977 and uh, I don't know. He, he, I thought he was uh, a really great classic catcher and a fantastic broadcaster. And I think it's somebody we'll miss from the from the baseball family and pour one out for Tim McCarver. Yeah. Rest in peace, Tim. I think uh, Kershaw, Darvish, 
Cole. Cole, Lucas Giolotto. Those guys are the ones who seem to have um, preferred catchers at this point. I'm not sure that they they get the start every time these guys, you know, that they pitch, but they definitely seem to have preferred catchers on a roster. That's that's my understanding. So there's still, yeah, and I think I think Scherzer. When he was with the Nats, had one of the two because the Nats always sort of had a, a platoon catcher situation anyway, and he had one he preferred throwing to. So I think they're preferred catchers now. But but you're right. I mean, McCarver made a career in a lot of ways catching um, some of those guys. So yeah, definitely a, a, a pour one out moment. Good job. Anything else? Anybody got anything else? Are you excited about your new assistant head coach? I mean, like I said, he's not coming with Patrick Mahomes, right? We don't we don't get Mahomes <laughs> Last we in the deal. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think he's a great coach, right? We're gonna find out how good he is. Um it's I think you should be excited about the enemy. Yeah. Because you keep talking about all these really cool offensive pieces you have on the commanders, and I don't think you have fully gotten out of what a McLaren and Robinson and Gibson and Dotson. I think you're going to find out what you can get out of the the full potential of these players from the enemy. I think that's true. As an Eagles fan, I'm not happy you got him. Yeah. You had some pretty uninspired play calling the last few years. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, Rivera is a defensive guy and he's an old school guy. And so he was really pushing this, you know, we want to be, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust offense. Um, he's he's not going to be able to do that now with just turning it all over to the enemy, who, by the way, comes with the assistant head coach title too, not just offensive coordinator. So uh, I think that's a good point. Um, we still have to get the the quarterback situation figured out, and of course the ownership situation. But I, I think you're I think that's a good point. House is that in theory we do have some weapons. I mean we have we have some weapons on offense that were underutilized, and so let's see let's see it's it, it, it's a good thing. I'm excited. Well, welcome but, to the West Coast offense because that's what he's going to run. Yeah. Well, whatever offense we ran last year didn't work. So, I mean, whatever. Okay. Let's go for it. <laughs> Hail to the command. All right, guys. Anything? That's it. Have a good week. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.